You're listening to Joyful Wedding Planning, your spot for de-stressing and relaxing while you plan your wedding. You might be thinking, is that even possible? Well, heck yeah, it is. I'm your host, Emily DeClue, founder of The Joy Factor, Weddings and Events, and I'm here to help you plan the wedding of your dreams joyfully. Whether you're a DIYer or a delegator, this podcast will help you find the joy factor as you plan your wedding. If you're not planning super fun activities for your wedding guests, you're missing out on one of the most important elements of wedding planning. Hi, I'm Emily DeClue. I'm the founder of Joy Factor, a wedding and events planning company based in Toronto, serving couples globally. I drop new podcast episodes every Thursday, so make sure you follow wherever you're listening to your podcasts, because I love helping people plan their weddings joyfully. Anyway, we're going to get into it today. So lately, and I mean like the last couple of years, all of my friends have been saying to me, Emily, why are weddings so boring? Like you just stand there for hours. What's supposed to be a cocktail hour while the bride and groom are getting photos just turns into people standing there staring at each other waiting for something to happen no chairs nothing to look at no music like seriously some of the weddings that we've all been to in the past few years have been a little bit shy on the entertainment factor I've even been to weddings where you just kind of have to sit there and wait until the food comes out for like literal hours. Meanwhile, you're starving, especially if you're in the bridal party. You're like, all I ate today was a granola bar because I was helping my friend get into her dress and you can't have granola bars around a dress. Yes. It's unfortunate, but it does happen. So I want to give you a few different ways today to help your guests feel like appreciated and like they're having fun at your wedding and like this is like an actual fun time. So they're going to leave and they'll be like, that was the greatest wedding I've ever been to versus like, I couldn't wait to get out of that wedding. Nobody wants to be that wedding. And believe me when I say... I've done many a budget event. I know how to throw a really great party on a budget, so a lot of these options that I'm offering you today are very budget-friendly. They just require a little bit of creativity and a little elbow grease on your part, but they are so much fun. Okay, let's get into it. Okay, before I share some of these activities, I wanna like highlight why I think it's really important to put a lot of work and effort into this. So I'm in a comedy troupe called Big Chick Energy Sketch, and we put on shows all around Toronto. If you're ever looking for a fun date night, please, my friend, come join us. Enjoy the day, (laughs) enjoy the evening with us. We put together a lot of ridiculous sketch comedy. Also makes for a great bachelorette party. So we've performed at a few shows that we didn't produce where the host has been, shall we say, a little lackluster. And now if we compare that to your wedding MC, for example, it just kind of like sucks all of the energy out of the room. Like, you know, when you go to an event and the person's not speaking into a microphone and they're like really quiet and then they just kind of stand there and they shuffle like this. They don't really make eye contact with anybody and it's just kind of uncomfortable. We discovered through being at some of these unfortunate shows that like this can really make or break your event. This can make or break your wedding. So it's really important to keep the energy and the vibe super high throughout your wedding because otherwise that just makes other people like your guests feel uncomfortable or feel like, 
oh, I don't know if I really want to be here because it's not well thought out. It's not well planned. You're not really putting your guest experience at the forefront of the day. Okay, granted, I completely understand. This day is about you, but I don't know many couples who don't want to give their guests like a fun time and like make their guests feel like, wow, that was a great experience. Oh my God, I had so much fun at this person's wedding. So I'm going to share with you a couple of different things to consider when you're planning your programming and all the different activities for your wedding. Okay, number one is have a fixed program. So these are going to be things like staple things like your ceremony or your first dance or like just really specific things that you know are happening at a specific time. The second element of your programming is to consider unfixed activities. So these could be things that people do on their own between fixed activities. I like to think of it as like, try to plan a fixed activity, maybe like one per hour on average. And it doesn't have to be like including absolutely everybody because not everyone's going to want to participate in everything. But having something happening at least once per hour, shorter, longer durations, is a good way to keep the energy flowing and the energy moving throughout the entire wedding. Now, the activities that are unfixed that can happen at any given time, these can be like something that you, like a scavenger hunt card that you pick up and you can like move around on your own time and, and search for different things. You can leave it, you can come back to it. It's like, it's doesn't require you to be at a specific place at a specific time, but it's entertainment. So it feels again like, oh, there is something for me to do. And then finally, think about how you can throw your own spin on traditional wedding activities. So for example, instead of doing a first dance, my husband and I decided to make our first film together because we like to make films together. And that was a really great way to include everybody. So they're not just like standing there watching us dance which if you want to do that, that's great. It just wasn't the vibe for us. We wanted to make everybody feel like they were part of the whole wedding. Like they're so special to us. We want them to feel like we couldn't have done this without them because we need them to be in this film. So think about different ways that you can put a spin on a traditional wedding activity. And I'm going to give you some suggestions towards the end. But first, let's talk about your fixed wedding activities. So as I said, these are going to be activities that happen at a specific time. And you want to start out by planning like the big things and then filling in with little things. So big thing being your ceremony, your first dance, your toast, whatever those big things are that you know 100% like if this isn't in my wedding, I don't even want to get married like a ceremony. That might be a thing to include in your wedding. So then you want to plan all of the little extra pieces in and around that. Okay, I'm going to read you a list of really cool fixed activities that I came up with today. One, group photo. Two, grand entrance. Three, toasts. Separate for bride and groom, separate for parents and bridal party and all of those. Uh, you could have a cornhole competition. This goes for any sort of like yard game or whatever. If you want to have like a specific time where it's like, we're going to have the throwdown championship right here, right now. And it's a fun way for everyone to watch the bride and the groom do something silly. You could do karaoke at a specific time, like maybe later in the evening from 1030 to 1130, but it's a, a specific time. 
You can have a comedian. You can have a live performance. Live entertainers come out. You could do a, a live band, a drag show, improvisers, dancers, hula hoopers, fire breathers, circus performers. The list goes on and on. There are so many cool live performance things out there that you can tap into. Mm, a sketch comedy troupe. <laughs> You could have a dance-off. Again, it's another great way. It's sort of like the, the cornhole competition. Like another really great way for everyone to see the couple in love together and enjoying themselves and just being silly and having fun. You could have fireworks. You could have a drone show. You could have kids or perhaps other guests perform a dance routine. You could have a wine tasting guided by a sommelier. You could have a timed escape room. So you could put all your guests in teams of four or six. Sort of like maybe if you're not having tables at the party, you could be like, this is your escape room team and you got to escape the room with these people. That could be fun. You could bring out food at different specific times. So have like a scheduled menu that happens throughout the night. So there's always something new and interesting coming out. You could do a cake cutting, of course, or whatever food of your choice. You could perform a song or a skit with your new spouse. That would be nice. Uh, you could do a trivia game based on your love. So you could have the MC read out all of the questions and then have them tally and uh, have them organize it like that. If you know someone who is a friend who does trivia nights, that might be a really fun thing to do. You can have a wheel of fun. So it's like a giant spinning wheel of different activities to make the, the couple do throughout the evening. You could have a send off, like a fun send off at the end of the night. You could even do a mini talent show. There's lots of different things you can do. And this list is not exhaustive. I am going to like continue to add to it in the blog post that's attached to this episode. So if you want more ideas, I've probably come up with more by now. Head over to thejoyfactor.com, find the episode here. This is episode number five, and you will see probably a lot more activities there by now. Now we're gonna talk about unfixed activities. These are things, again, that your guests can do whenever they want throughout the whole day or evening. They will require maybe a little bit of setup at the beginning, but they don't need anyone to like monitor them or they don't need to happen at a specific time. So you can make these, you could set them up to happen whenever they want. This is really great if you're like, if your guest is stuck talking to a relative they really don't want to be talking to, maybe they could be like, oh no, I realized I didn't finish my scavenger hunt. Perhaps I should go finish that. It's a great excuse to get out of a weird conversation. And then again, people are leaving at the end and they're like, wow, greatest wedding ever. I wasn't stuck for hours sitting talking to a person that makes me uncomfortable. Hmm. Okay, here is a current list that I have of unfixed activities, and I will be adding more to this too. Okay, you can do, yes, a scavenger hunt based on your relationship, a photo booth themed to your love. Mine was a gorilla and a skeleton. It's very cute. You could do yard games like giant Jenga or checkers. They seem to be the most popular in the bridal world for some reason, but I'm sure there are more than just giant Jenga or checkers. You can have a magician. You can do a video game truck. You can have arcade games, just like kind of a couple of machines around the venue. You could do retro video games and like set up TVs for all of that stuff. You could do DIY party favors. There's lots of different great ideas on Pinterest for that. So your guests are like actively like doing something together. You can do Mad Libs or wedding bingo. You can do a caricature artist, hire a caricature artist. That also seems to be very popular. And I've never had a caricature done of me and I would love it if that was an option at a wedding. I would definitely take that. You could do a bouncy castle. 
Hop in, hop out whenever you want. You could play your favorite films silently with a projector. You could hire actors for a murder mystery game. Hire a poet to compose pieces for each of your guests. You could hire a calligrapher to create one-of-a-kind designs for your guests. You could hire a live wedding painter. I have heard of those. They sound super cool. They just like paint the whole scene of what's going on at your wedding as it's happening. You could do a vintage rotary phone guest book. Those are very popular right now. You could bring in a petting zoo. Because why not? Animals are full of joy and love, and just don't let them chew on your outfit, because that would be sad. You could hire a tarot card reader or a psychic for like 10 minute readings. People can just pop in whenever they want. You could do a group painting so all the guests join in and like add little elements to the painting altogether. You could do ring toss. You could have a kid's activity station, like coloring and Legos and board games. I'm sure the grown-ups would want to get in on the board games too, let's be real. You could have a milkshake or ice cream bar. Like there's lots of different things you could do with your food stations to make it kind of DIY, like build your own s'mores or build your own mimosa. Mine would be pretty heavy on the champagne side, but that's because I like a little sparkly bubbly. It's lovely. Okay, finally, we're going to talk about how to put your own spin on traditional wedding activities. Someone in your family might insist on specific things, like having posed photos of everyone who's attended your wedding. In my case, that might have been me insisting that everyone stand up there with me and get their photos taken. But... Is there a way, if you don't necessarily want to do it the traditional way, that you could put your own fun spin on it? Like, maybe people want to watch you do your first dance, but like I said, my husband and I, we did our first film instead of our first dance. Everyone still got to watch us do something nice together, but it wasn't like a pressure that we were feeling like, I don't really want to do this. This is going to make me uncomfortable. So now we're going to talk about a couple of different ways that you could put your own spin on traditional things. I've put together a list, of course, and I will be updating it here and there as I think of new fun things. Okay, the first one is dancing. Everybody has like a hate on for dancing, which is fine. I didn't have any dancing at my wedding except for one person. Anyway... <laughs> So what are different things that you and your fiance like to do together? Is it rock climbing? Do you want everyone to do rock climbing together? Like, I mean, that's kind of off the wall, or I should say on the wall. But is there a fun activity that you and your fiance like to do together that you could incorporate as your first time doing the thing? But make sure when you're thinking of this activity, see if you can picture it with a lot of people doing it together in a relatively short amount of time, like 10 to 15 minutes maximum. Cake cutting. If you're not the cake type, that is not me. I love cake. I love cake so much. I wish I could be eating cake right now. But if you're not the cake type, is there something else that you could cut into like ceremoniously, like maybe a slice of pizza? Or could you split a milkshake together, your first milkshake together, or some other dessert, something something that's just kind of romantic and nice that people will love for a photo op? And again, remember, this is like if people are insisting that you do something like this, like how can you put your own spin on it so that you feel comfortable with it on the day? Okay, a bouquet toss or a garter toss. Is there something ceremonial you could toss into your group of people? <laughs> it sounds a little bit crazy when you think about it like that, but it it's sort of the tradition and the ceremony and all of that. It's like it's sort of like a passing of the torch. So is there some way for you to pass the torch on to the next generation, perhaps, or the next people who might be getting married, something, something sort of like that. Like maybe you throw a dog toy into a dog pit, a dog pit. Dogs don't hang out in pits, Emily. They hang out at home. 
<laughs> I'm thinking about what you could toss. And the first thing that comes to mind is a dog toy. Or maybe you're very sporty and you could have like a basketball throw or something like that where you see who can catch the basketball if you're throwing it backwards. The point is here, can you make it sort of a ceremonial like passing of the torch? We've already covered the first dance, but what about posing in your first photo together. There's a lot of influencer couples out there. Maybe it's like posting your first piece of content as a married couple, or you could cook your first meal together on a portable burner. It could be as simple as a grilled cheese, but just something that's like really special to the two of you that is like you're doing it for the first time. Cocktail hour. I'm not the biggest fan of cocktail hours, but I know some people really love them. I think if you're gonna do a cocktail hour, you should probably have something else from the unfixed activities list also happening simultaneously so that your guests feel like they can, they have something to do. This is also a bonus for your guests who won't be drinking. I have noticed that a lot more people are drinking less. So how can you help everybody feel comfortable and welcome and not alienated. Like if you have people in your family who don't drink and you're setting up a cocktail hour, it's gonna feel kind of uncomfortable for them. So what are some different ways that you can make that hour or that time spent something something different, something non-alcohol related. The traditionally posed wedding photos. You could ask your guests to bring a costume. Maybe if you're doing like a themed wedding, so you can do a photo with them in a costume. Um, you could bring your own sort of props and stuff to do that uh, with the photographer. You could come up with a shot list with your photographer too. Like maybe you wanna do, remember, remember those Vogue kind of photos were really popular a few years ago, or you could do like superhero poses, or you could, if you have a friend that's really good at Photoshop, like think of some poses that you would like to do so that you can superimpose them on top of different settings and sceneries. And maybe you're all Marvel characters or something, just something like a little bit different, but like that incorporates everybody in a fun way so that you can look back at your pictures and be like, oh, that was really nice when grandma was Iron Man. <laughs> Parent dances, let's talk about that for a second. If you don't feel comfortable dancing or maybe your parent doesn't feel comfortable dancing, is there some sort of activity that you used to do together when you were a kid that you could do in front of everybody? Like, for example, my family's very musical. We could have performed a song. That would have been something fun to do. You could also like involve your siblings with this, like make it sort of a family unit kind of an idea so that it's it feels really special because that's what this this specific activity is about, right? The the parent dances, it's about it's about making your family feel special and acknowledged at your weddings. So what are some special activities that you used to do when you were a kid that you could incorporate instead of doing a dance? For your grand entrance, instead of just plain old walking in, you could do a choreographed dance, you could do a skit, you could play music, you could show off your special talents. Or what about guest hosts and speeches? They don't necessarily have to be like the old traditional like, I am saying words, these are the words coming out of my mouth, it is heartfelt, it is nice, and now it is over. Why don't you give them an opportunity to show off their special skills? My husband's nieces did a dance and that was really cool. You could have like a mini talent show going and there's your entertainment, very budget friendly. For guest books, there's so many different options. Like there's a kajillion on Pinterest. You could do a globe, you could do Polaroid photos, you could do 
what I mentioned earlier, it's the rotary phone recording of, hey, this is your guest, and I'm here to say, hi, this is my guest book entry. Lots of different options for your guest book. The point is to just make it as unique to you as you can. Clinking glasses. A lot of people have just vetoed this outright, and that makes sense to me. I had plastic cups at my wedding, so it didn't happen. Ha ha ha. So, but if this does happen at your wedding, you could, instead of kissing, you could strike a cool move, like a power couple move together, or you could have a sword fight, just something that resonates with you as a couple if you don't feel comfortable kissing every time someone clinks their glasses. For your send-off, you could do lots of different options. You could send your guests off instead of you. Just be like, get out of here, go on, we're done with you, bye bye Or you could all make a wish together at the end of the night. Lots of different options there too. There are so many different ways that you can have fun and plan different activities at your wedding. And especially with people's attention spans not being what they used to be, having lots of different options for people is so much fun. And then they're going to leave and be like, whoa, that was the greatest wedding ever. And then they're going to ask you to plan their weddings and it's just going to spiral and it's going to be wonderful. If you need help coming up with some different activities for your wedding, drop a comment below or send me an email at emily at joyfactorweddings.com and I'm more than happy to help you brainstorm a few different ways that you can put a twist on old wedding traditions or maybe come up with something entirely new for your wedding. If you found this episode useful, I would be so grateful if you subscribe. Drop a comment below or shoot me an email at emily at joyfactorweddings.com if you need any help planning your wedding and I am so happy to help you with that. I'll be back next Thursday with another wedding planning video. So until then, keep it joyful. Thanks for listening to Joyful Wedding Planning. I hope you got something out of this episode. And hey, if you did, leave me a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. It helps me to find more listeners just like you so that we can take all the stress out of wedding planning and go from panic to joy-filled moments. Need help to plan your wedding? Book a call with me at joyfactorweddings.com. I can't wait to help you plan the wedding of your dreams. This podcast was produced by The Ultimate Creative. Learn more about producing your own podcast at theultimatecreative.com.